Welcome back to another episode of the Stocks to Blocks podcast, a stocks and blockchain podcast from Investify that turns you from a confused to confident investor. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, join us as we demystify stocks and cryptocurrencies one episode at a time. And whilst we are licensed, we don't know your individual circumstances, so everything in this episode is for education and entertainment purposes only. And with that, let's get stuck into it. So, all right, Zach, as the crypto nerd, as Rich likes to <laughs> call you. I've never said that. You said it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me how crypto has rallied in 2023. We've been faced with so much shit. I'm going to call a spade a spade. We've had the Fed raising interest rates to combat inflation. We've had FTX, one of the major crypto exchanges, collapsing. Overall sentiment for the banking crisis, Mm. Silvergate, Silicon Valley, First Republic Republic Bank. How does crypto then, off the back of that, rocket 80-odd percent from 14K, I think it almost hit 30K. Is that right, Rich? Yeah, it the did. TA yep. nerd. <laughs> How does that happen? Crazy, isn't it? Like, I remember at the start of the year, everyone was calling for 10K, 5K Bitcoin. Everyone thought mm. this was going to tank. And if you're, if you're looking at the year that we had in 2022, you would have been like, yeah, it's, that's going to it's going to hell. And on oh, New Year's Eve, when the first firecracker went off, we saw the market turn. And it's it's sort of gone up ever since. And it's this is, like you said, in light of regulation, battles this is in light of banks toppling over like just everything against it and we're now sitting here 80 percent up on the year crazy crazy there's a range of factors that we'll we'll go into today as to why this is most likely happened but yeah very unlikely sorry what's unlikely the fact that we're here with each other <laughs> <laughs> nah. that is true yeah. <laughs> nah that bitcoin's at 30k <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. so, so if, we t- if we go a step backwards in tw- so what happened in 2022 why did we see such a demise from cryptocurrency or bitcoin from the $69,000 we've lost reach to $14,000 First of all, was the inflation just going through the like skyrocketing mm. essentially, and and to keep that under control, try and get it under control, they started to raise interest rates, and so we saw you know term after term, seventy five basis points just being thrown at us, and we literally teleported from zero to now five point two five percent, and this is in the US, mind you. I will say sometimes we do use US terms, and we talk about the Fed. The reason we do that is because the Fed and the US markets have an overall have a massive impact a leading impact on financial markets so whatever is happening over there we usually get the ripple effects here in australia as well and other parts of the world so if you hear us talking about senators over there and the fed and sec just know that that's pretty much a mirror image of what's what we're feeling here as well so rich do you find that philip lowe yep does does he replicate whatever j money says jerome powell (laughs) (laughs) whatever he says is he just he's he's um go on say it <laughs> the I best, the best buds. Are they? Yeah, yeah. they yeah. call every night. Yeah. Really, yeah. whatever J Money says. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. The we're a lagging effect to the American economy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Essentially, they're the powerhouse, and everyone else comes second. So it's his puppet. Yes. So essentially what... Right, I don't think Philip Lowe's ever going to come on this podcast then. <laughs> call him his puppet. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But what we, see, what we saw with interest rates, and we've got the highest interest rates we've seen since 2007. So it's a long time since we've been here. And this interest rates essentially crush tech markets. Mm. They, they crush risk markets. Emerging risk sectors. Emerging yeah. sectors. They get absolutely hammered by this. And that's what we have seen. You even saw this with all the FANG stocks, all the tech stocks. You know, your favorite products that you use all got absolutely hammered 
in the stock market. And yeah, that, that essentially happened in the crypto market as well, you know, because it restricts cash flow for companies. They can't borrow like they usually could. They can't loan money. They can't grow. And so what happens is become constricted. Well, a real world example is, you know, trying to buy a house. Your borrowing yeah. power just decreased mm. by, you know, a couple hundred thousand. Well, another real world example is Silicon Valley Bank. That was all tech companies, yeah. tech startups, yeah. but they struggled with their cash flow and they were trying to take their money out and then they all... It just forces people to make emotional uh, like moves because they, they get strong-handed into having to make them. Mm. Let's go into the reasons how Bitcoin did. Like, how, let's, Can we start with FTX? No. Okay. <laughs> what what, what, with <laughs> yeah, what right. is Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> nah, let's, let's start with FTX. T- to me, as someone who is not, uh, like I'm not anti, I'm definitely, I'm pro Bitcoin, pro cryptocurrency, as I said in the first episode. But me sitting kind of a bit more out of it than you are, mm. and you are as well, Rich. Mm-hmm. When I saw the news about FTX collapsing, like I thought it was the end of the crypto world. Yeah, I think what what's interesting there is we're, we're dealing with centralized entities and we're dealing with human errors. This wasn't an error from a technological standpoint. It wasn't an issue with the blockchain. In fact, the blockchain would have saved this mm. issue from ever happening in the first place. But this is just bad actors human beings the same people who have run traditional companies for years like these issues what we saw with uh, SBF and FTX is is nothing that we haven't seen before like we've we've seen it in multiple scams and multiple downfalls for traditional companies over the years it was just had a different vehicle this time and it happened to be crypto and crypto was an easy vehicle for this to happen on does it come down to regulation uh yeah yeah regulation definitely would have helped this and this is why the u.s have are cracking down so hard on it at the moment it's crazy like even with these regulations coming out of the u.s just going back to that bitcoin is still performing extremely well and why why i think a big reason is for that well there's a couple but one of them is they're they're trying to call everything a security which means they're trying to call a lot of cryptocurrencies financial instruments which means they get put in this ballpark of like they just get treated a lot differently to how they would they get essentially treated like a stock where most of them should not be treated that way but bitcoin they've already identified it as a commodity which means it's in the same ballpark as gold silver uranium like it gets treated like that so i think because of the fact that it's kind of out of that regulatory bubble of just getting assets that could get really badly affected from this that people are quite drawn to it as well so that's one of the big reasons yeah fascinating it's just like investing in same as investing in gold mm, absolutely a bit, like, bit riskier <clears throat> bit riskier but it's also a lot more accessible as well because what happens in typically in high high inflation environments and like recessionary environments that we're in right now people tend to move into scarce assets typically we, and for centuries we've seen people move into gold but try Get your hands on some gold. Yeah, I went to Sovereign Hill. Yeah, to go. yeah. yeah. Tried, you, tried to pan for it. Yeah, no no luck. I remember when go. I was in Side Note, when I used to go to Sovereign Hill for camp, I couldn't be stuffed panning for the gold. So I would just go to the shop and you buy it. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Mum, look what I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did that last yeah. week. Like, and it was just a painted rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can go to the vault. It's, it's, it's possible. But for everyday people who don't have access or don't know, have the, the know on how to get their hands on gold is they now have a digital version of gold that is accessible via the internet on their phone. Mm. So they can access this new store of value and I think that is, you know, what, the fact that it's already been classed as a commodity is, is a reason why you know, people have been leaning on that a little bit more this year as well. Fantastic. Now, I've got two questions. Hit me. One, what does the term death to the dollar mean and how does that influence or impact cryptocurrency? Yeah. 
Two, do you think that in the future, the new Sovereign Hill will be a place where kids go and mine crypto instead of panning for gold? I'm going to answer your second question first because that was more um, important. Yeah, way more important. Because you want to go? Smart yeah. business idea. Yeah, <laughs> there's something in that. Bookmark it. Uh, next later. podcast, we'll unpack that. <laughs> uh, a lot more detail. So I'm going to go back and answer your first question. Death to the dollar, what does that mean? Well, what we're looking at here is the US dollar is being on a decline. And what we've seen over the last, 12 months is that Bitcoin and risky assets have a inverse correlation with the US, the strength of the US dollar. So when the US dollar gets stronger, it literally sucks the money out of Bitcoin. When the US dollar gets weaker, money pumps back into riskier assets like Bitcoin and it's all its friends. Why is that? Well, uh, a number of reasons, just the economy getting weaker comparatively to the rest of the world where we're seeing that the BRICS nations, so, you know, like Brazil, India, Russia, China, they're all teaming up and saying that they want a new reserve world currency. And so they're creating their own little boy band and which is, you know, this is, this is going to happen. This is how currencies work and new world orders. But um, yeah, we're, we're seeing that sort of play out at the moment. And so the US is just losing a bit of steam. Yeah. Money's now moving. That's been a really big reason why money's moving back into um, what has moved into assets like Bitcoin. Rich, do you see the BRICS Taking over the US. As a Russian. As a Russian, yeah. Hey, I'm Ukrainian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that with what's happening in the world right now, there's a lot more to unpack there than, than what is actually happening. I think there's a big shift from, you know, the American dollar has been in power for, you know, 100 years. And if you look back in history and you study it, you backtest it, you'll realise that these cycles come. It's time for the US dollar to, to come down from the podium from its first spot so that's why all these countries around it have picked out its weakness at the moment and they're trying to create their own currency and you know we're talking about centralized currency digital currencies all around the world we're coming into a new form of of living you know everything is going digital and the u.s dollar is losing its power very quickly right now it's fascinating and dethroned yeah it is <clears throat> it is whether it's the BRICS, whether it's cbdc mm. Whatever it is, it's, it sounds like that there's people or there's bodies there just ready to pounce yeah. as they spot one sign of weakness or a little form, mm -hmm. any form of weakness from the US dollar. Absolutely fascinating. There's a lot of weakness in the US right now. They're falling to pieces. And you can see it even with the regulation battle going on right now. Like they're, they're trying to restrict absolutely everything. Like we spoke about how they're restricting cryptocurrencies, but it's also the exchanges as well that they're, they're targeting. Like they've had a huge attack on Binance in the US this year, which I also see being a bit of a China-US war. We'll go into that later. Maybe I'm being conspiracist again. Zach uh, loves a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah I do. But it's, it's interesting because what we're seeing is the, the crypto space has just become a whole heap more resilient than what it ever has been. We've seen rather than the markets just falling to pieces from regulation, which is what it done, has done in the past. Like every, every time China, remember when China, they've done it like 10 times, they've announced that they want to ban yeah, every Bitcoin. Year. <laughs> yeah. The markets just absolutely crumble, but mm. you can see how much, feels like they're getting a lot more mature. Like they're not reacting mm. as reactive to these, this sort of news anymore. People are like, yeah, whatever. We've heard about regulation for ages, whatever, just... Go ahead with it. Feels like they're becoming a bit more numb or, sen or mm. desensitized yeah, to yeah, a lot of this yeah. information. We've got battle scars now. We don't <laughs> care about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're also seeing the money move and we're seeing the talent move and we're seeing the innovation ready to move 
into new regions. We're talking Dubai, we're talking Singapore, we're talking Hong Kong. These are the new crypto hubs that are warming up, ready to go. And I think that's where we're, we're going to see a lot more of this innovation coming out of the East. And AI, which yeah. is another whole yeah. session. Absolutely. Yes. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, you love your AI. I do. Mm-hmm. It's a, a robot. <laughs> <laughs> AI Anth. <laughs> Zach, who is Balaji? I believe he's the is he the former CTO of Coinbase? Yeah, he is. What did he come out and say about Bitcoin recently? Yeah, he threw down a one million dollar bet with one of his friends and that Bitcoin was gonna be one million dollars in ninety days. This is from when Bitcoin was at about twenty four, twenty five K. So yeah. he bet did he bet a million dollars? Yeah. Sports bet? It was on sports <laughs> bet. But it was saying <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it was pretty unbelievable because Bitcoin's only ever been 69,000. We've got some of the worst conditions ever. And this guy here is saying that this thing's going to do a 30x, 35x. So clearly, I could be wrong. Clearly, I don't think it's going to happen. You're a Bitcoin nerd, again, as Rich said. Yeah. Do you think that'll happen? And if not, what do you see happening for the remainder of 2023? First of all, no, because we've got 30 days left from that bet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the reason that he thought this was possible, and first of all, it was a great marketing play. Look at us. We're talking about him. Mm. True. How many people were doing this? True. It's a a million dollars. But doesn't he look like an idiot? A million dollars in marketing. Nah. This dude is... We'll make it back. This dude is smart, man. Like, you you should see some of the stuff he's pumping out. One of the big (laughs) reasons that he believes that this was going to happen is he believed that more banks were going to become insolvent. Well, he believed more banks were insolvent and a lot more were going to topple over. Because what would happen is the government wouldn't allow these banks to fall over. And so they'd create a banking backstop. Now, currently they've, say, according to some reports, they've got $300 billion printed ready to, to back these banks up and with a lot more to come if they need so so if if that was the case if they were going to expand their balance sheets essentially this would complete this would cause hyperinflation of the dollar because it would print so much more money into circulation that the dollar would get weaker and weaker and weaker and that people would lose faith in the dollar and what what else would they have to put their money into store of value mm-hmm. and so he believed that hyper bitcoinization was possible this is where we get just essentially people just pumping money everything that they've got into something that's going to hopefully hold value for them and that's why i believed that this could have gone from a 500 billion dollar asset to a 15 trillion dollar asset in 90 days you should call elon musk and he'll pump it up yeah yeah he's too busy pumping up dogecoin isn't he yeah just just tell him yeah yeah he is so back to my second question and rich i want to get your take on this as well i I don't want to hold you guys accountable to this and but i just want to what do you think will happen or what do you think we will see the remainder of the year in cryptocurrency do we think bitcoin's gonna go on a massive tear are we gonna get to the one million dollar mark or are are we gonna stay around 30s is it gonna come back down what do you boys say is happening fact that bitcoin hasn't really been in an environment that we are in right now in relation to the macroeconomic scale so it's kind of it's in it's in the new space so no one actually knows where it's going this this bloke Balaji, whatever he's, he's wrong and no one knows where it's going so it's in a new space it's an infant asset you know it's only been around for 12 13 years i personally think you know we're going to sort of float between the 30 maybe we hit 40k maybe 50k i don't think we'll reach new all-time highs a- anytime soon just purely because the economy is not there yet Mm-hmm. We, we haven't gone over, we're in that bear market phase. We haven't gone through what we need to go through. You know, the market moves in cycles and we'll speak about those cycles soon, but we are in a down downward cycle at the moment. So we just need to come to realization that any asset that we invest in, 
we're not going to see great returns right now. So as you know, long-term investors, you can swing trade it all you want, you know, capture the volatility, make the gains. But now we're sort of looking at the long-term play. We're talking 24, 25, 26. Zach? I know where it's going. <laughs> Love 40, the honesty. 43,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be still the, the best performer out of uh, the broader markets. Like, because the ASX is up about 3% this year. S&P is about 8%. NASDAQ's about 13%. And Bitcoin's about 80%, which is which is crazy. I think that, that those relative numbers are going to hold up and, and Bitcoin's going to maintain that. I see it making a local top. I don't see it going above 69,000 again, not until 2024, 25. But I think there's more strength in the market to come especially as yeah i mean a few things need to happen interest rates dropping back inflation numbers getting you know coming down if we start seeing you know that could cause people to regain some faith and the extreme side is if we see banks collapse like this hyper bitcoinization that's something that could just skyrocket the markets as well but yeah i'm not holding my breath for huge numbers this year but nothing too drastic either i think we could come retouch around the 20k mark again you know old resist old support levels but yeah i'd say I think in that range. there's one thing that we haven't spoken about is the word recession, mm. which America has just moved the goalpost. Probably the it's most important word. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're still not in a technical recession. However, we are. We, we are definitely in two quarters of negative growth. But America has redefined that term. And now it's not two quarters of negative growth. There's other characteristics in play here to define the word recession so i'm not sure what the ploy is here they just don't want to ruin the markets you know someone's got a bit more money in here a bit more money in there they don't want to kill the whole growth sector at the moment so that's a pretty big thing that we need to consider once that word does come out and you know everyone's talking about it and and it's actually in play and it's like we are in a recession that's probably when we'll see another big dip and that's your black swan event that everyone is sort of talking about but they're not real what's a black swan event so an event that just comes out of the blue like we know it's around it could happen but it's just unexpected do you, do you think that that would be priced in though because like the fact that we are in a technical if you look at the definition of a recession we are in one yeah do you think that's kind of priced in yeah definitely like it it, it is priced in but i think we'll still take a hit yeah because okay. once because markets move very quickly and crypto could be bitcoin could be at 30k tomorrow or it could be at 15k tomorrow we, we have seen these drops and once that word gets printed on the screen and everyone actually accepts that we are in a recession, that's when panic will be like, oh no, like I need to put my money under my bed or I need to buy some more gold. And that's why the price of gold has gone bonkers and we're about to break out even further. People will definitely move their money and I hope Bitcoin powers through this, but I'm not confident that, you know, it will be stronger than a gold asset in this in these mm -hmm. times just because it's it's very young we still don't know it's 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 motions and it's moves there's a lot of manipulation a lot of whales out there whales meaning you know people that hold fair amount of coins in in each in each token or coin that they're holding you know there might be a bitcoin maxi which just governs the market he might sell she might sell buy sell buy and that person will move the market no matter what anyone thinks. It's like a really a, good answer. Like an Elon Musk. That was a really, really, really good answer. So it sounds like it sounds like a recession is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, yeah, technically. Technically. Yeah. If, <laughs> when they decide to stop changing the goalposts. And we just need to be aware as investors that there will be ramifications 
on our portfolios. And if it's crypto, just be wary that it's a big dip because yeah. it is such a volatile asset. Exactly. All right. So it sounds like off the back of that, Rich, and that was that was awesome. We need to be mindful as investors that if a recession is coming, or it's not even a matter of if, it's a matter of when, we need to be mindful that that's going to affect our investments. And if we are holding cryptocurrencies, which are a lot more volatile, that can negatively impact our investments pretty, pretty quick. So mm-hmm. Zach, back to you. What are the some tips or strategies we can do off the back of that, knowing that a recession might be coming and yeah, what should we be doing with our portfolio? Yeah, I think there's a couple of key things here. How I like to look at it is really getting clear on on separating your portfolio, having your long-term and having a portfolio that you can be a bit more active with. Once again, this depends on your your strategy, but looking to, to build wealth because you're going to see there's going to be a lot of great opportunities, a lot of great discounts out there in the market as well, as we like to call them. And so this can be a really good time to be able to build into long-term strong projects. So you don't want to be building, you know, going long-term into you know, meme coins or anything like that. But it is, you know, your Bitcoins, Ethereums, things like that, that have a, a great track record. The blue chips can be, this could be um, a good time for that. And also learning to trade as well, because there's going to be a lot of volatility, a lot of movement and a lot of opportunities to capitalize on the growth and the decline of the market. So this is uh, a really good time to be able to learn these key skills and and uh yeah work your portfolio like that perfect yeah to round off Zach's great answer is the word diversification yeah making sure you're not top heavy on an asset class that might you know drop off the cliff the next day you know be be spread out yeah control the risk you know learn the risk management stay active the greatest investors invest in the current times the bear markets that's when the rich get really rich Mm -hmm. so we need to follow the big dogs out there following their footsteps and focus on accumulating and compounding our wealth well said. Two important words from you, Rich. Diversification and recession. Got them as tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for that. Have a good night. We'll, um, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Thanks. guys.